Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 5th of July. With a whopping 24,815 new cases over the last 24 hours, India's coronavirus tally crossed 6,73,000 today. As many as 613 people have died. The total number of recoveries is around 4 lakh with the active cases being around 2.5 lakh. The disease has claimed more than 19,000 lives so far but the recovery rate has improved to 60.76%. This is the third consecutive day when the COVID-19 tally has increased by more than 20,000. The Indian Council of Medical Research or ICMR has said that over 97 lakh samples have been tested for COVID-19 in the country so far. Of these 2.48 lakh were tested yesterday alone. The government said in a statement and I quote the efforts to expand testing labs network in the country have led to their numbers increasing every day. There are as many as 1087 labs in the country including 780 labs in the government sector and 307 private labs. Unquote. Meanwhile the ICMR has identified 12 clinical trial sites including medical institutions and hospitals for the vaccine candidate Covaxin being developed in collaboration with Bharat Biotech International Limited. After the medical research body ICMR defended its move to fast track clinical trials for a planned launch of coronavirus vaccine by August 15th saying the process was exactly in accordance with the globally accepted norms the director of All India Institute of Medical Sciences in Delhi Dr Rajdeep Guleria has commented that the August 15th timeline for Covaxin vaccine is unrealistic Even World Health Organization chief scientist Soumya Swaminathan in a recent interview to the Wire said that the speed in manufacturing a vaccine may be important but it cannot come at the cost of scientific and ethical standards. Swaminathan has said that the vaccine cannot be given to people from August 15th. In a veiled reference to the ongoing India-China border issue and the coronavirus pandemic, Vice President M Venkaiya Naidu on Sunday said that people should remain resolute in their response to the internal and external challenges. He also spoke about Prime Minister Narendra Modi's initiative of making the country self-reliant and added that Atmanirbhar Bharat aims to boost the growth in every sector of the economy. Among the states, Maharashtra remains the worst affected with over 2 lakh cases and more than 8000 deaths so far. Delhi has reported over 97000 cases and more than 3000 deaths. Tamil Nadu has accounted for more than 1 lakh cases and over 1000 deaths. In Delhi, Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal tweeted that more people are being cured of the virus at home and fewer patients need hospitalization. He said and I quote, "For now there is no scarcity of hospital beds. We have over 15000 beds out of which 5300 are occupied." There is a paucity of ICU beds if there is any spike in covid-19 cases these ICU beds in the new facility are very critical for us unquote Meanwhile Amit Shah and Rajnath Singh visited the Sardar Patel covid-19 hospital in Delhi today The Defence Research and Development Organisation or DRDO has confirmed that it has erected the hospital in Delhi's containment area within 11 days. The hospital will have 1000 beds including 250 beds in the intensive care unit. The situation in Maharashtra seems to be worsening. While ignoring the opposition's criticism of the Maharashtra government's handling of the COVID-19 crisis, State Minister Aditya Thakre has said that the priority of the government is to tackle the pandemic situation, keeping other things secondary. Also, in a bid to check overcharging by private hospitals, the Thane Municipal Corporation has ordered an audit of charges levied by hospitals treating COVID-19 patients.
So far, four teams of auditors have been formed to audit bills of 15 hospitals. In a bizarre incident, a businessman from Pune got himself a customized gold mask worth 2.89 lakh rupees. Talking to reporters, he said, and I quote, I saw news on television about a silver mask. I then spoke to my jeweler and ordered a gold mask, unquote. It was one o'clock in the afternoon. Heavy clouds gathered over a vast expanse of farmland in the tiny village of Modve in Maharashtra's Baramati. In the shade of a tin roof near a village temple, four local journalists and a dozen young men clustered around a teenage boy. He wore an orange shirt, grey-checked pants, red shoes and he had a head of golden hair. As the reporters prompted him, he looked into the camera and said, Goligat and Bukit Tengul. These words hold no meaning for some people, but this 18-year-old gets nearly 100 phone calls a day just to hear him say it. This is Surat Chavan, a labourer, a daily wage earner and one of Maharashtra's most popular TikTok stars. His profile had around 15 lakh followers and around 4.5 crore likes until the app was banned in India earlier this week. To find out how the ban on Chinese apps has affected folks like him, do read Pratik's story titled This Daily Wager Turned TikTok Star Learned to Monetize His Videos. Three weeks later, the app was banned. You'll find the story on newslaundry.com. Dear listeners, I urge you to go to our website and check out the issues we cover through reports, podcasts, interviews and videos. Bringing out content like this requires time and resources. Now, as many of you might know, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform because we are of the firm belief that news can only serve true public interest if it is free from the clutches of advertisers and sponsors who want their own vested interests served. So in order to keep us going, please do consider subscribing to us. The lowest subscription plan starts as low as 300 rupees a month. Cases have been rising steeply in Rajasthan, Haryana, Odisha, Puducherry, Chandigarh, Arunachal Pradesh and Assam. In Mizoram, 22 more including 4 Assam Rifles personnel and 10 National Disaster Response Force personnel have tested positive. Seven more people have tested positive for COVID-19 in Arunachal Pradesh, taking its tally to 259. Meanwhile, owing to the current scenario, some states have imposed more restrictions while others have announced relaxations. The Odisha government on one hand has declared complete shutdown in Katak till July 8, while on the other, in Assam, there have been relaxations in guidelines in Kamrup Metropolitan District for a week between July 5th to July 12th. In Tamil Nadu's Chennai, the Greater Chennai Corporation has decided to deploy an additional 107 vehicles, including 42 ambulances, to shift patients to screening centres and COVID care centres starting from today. This will be for the seven core city zones. In Karnataka's Bangalore, which is witnessing a total lockdown today, Commissioner B.H. Anil Kumar apologised to the family of a 65-year-old COVID-19 positive man whose body was left unattended on the roadside for three hours as the family waited for an ambulance. The Commissioner sought an apology, saying that the BBMP workers should have handled the situation better. In other news, authorities are reopening the Taj and other monuments, such as New Delhi's historic Red Fort, just as India's coronavirus infections are rising at the fastest pace in three months. The Federal Tourism Ministry said in a tweet, and I quote, All centrally protected monuments and sites shall be bound by the protocols like sanitization, social distancing and other health protocols. Unquote. The decision comes when Agra, one of India's first big clusters of the virus, remains the worst affected city in Uttar Pradesh. Now for some international updates on the virus. 
WHO has announced that it will be discontinuing its trials of the malaria drug hydroxychloroquine and combination HIV drugs lopinavir and ritonavir in hospitalized patients with COVID-19 after the medications failed to reduce mortality. New infections in the United States fell below 50,000 for the first time in four days, although experts fear that celebrations for the Independence Day weekend will continue to fuel the nation's surging outbreak. The country, however, continues to have the most infections and virus-related deaths in the world, with 2.8 million cases and nearly 130,000 dead. Meanwhile, President Donald Trump returned to his now familiar and baseless explanation that America has the highest caseload because it performs more tests. He said, and I quote, Now we have tested almost 40 million people. By so doing, we show cases, 99% of which are totally harmless. Results that no other country can show because no other country has the testing that we have, not in terms of the numbers, nor in terms of quality. Unquote. How the president arrived at the 99% harmless figure unfortunately remains unknown. Mexico now has the fifth highest death toll in the world after fatalities in the country crossed 30,000 yesterday. South Africa too reported more than 10,000 new confirmed coronavirus cases for the first time in a single day. Saudi Arabia, which has the highest count among the six Gulf states, reported more than 4,000 new cases on Friday and Saturday to take its total to over 200,000 with close to 2,000 deaths. The United Arab Emirates, where daily infection rates recently dropped from a peak in late May, registered more than 700 cases on Saturday, taking its tally to over 50,000. Dubai, the region's business and tourism hub, is due to reopen to foreigners on 7th of July. Other Gulf countries have also eased restrictions, although Kuwait has maintained partial curfew and Qatar, Bahrain and Oman did not impose one at all. More than 800 people tested positive for COVID-19 in Israel yesterday. Associated Press reported recently that thousands of people in the country are being ordered into quarantine after the resumption of a problematic phone surveillance program. The health ministry said that many messages had been sent to citizens following renewed involvement of the Shin Bet Domestic Security Agency. Israeli daily Haaretz reported that more than 30,000 people have been notified that they must enter quarantine since Thursday. After imposing strict measures early on during the first wave of infections, Israel and Palestinian territories appeared to have contained their outbreaks, with each reporting only a few dozen new cases in a day in May. But the easing of restrictions led to the steady rise in cases over the last one month. Tokyo Governor Yuriko Koiki is poised to be re-elected due to the widespread public support for her handling of the COVID-19 pandemic despite a recent rise in infections. She is the first woman to head the Japanese capital and is also being viewed as a potential candidate to succeed Prime Minister Shinzo Abe when his term ends in September 2021. Now for some non-coronavirus news. Kanpur police today arrested a member of criminal Vikas Dubey's gang for his alleged role in the killing of eight police personnel during a raid in Kanpur last week. Police said Daya Shankar Agnihotri, 42 years old, was held after a brief encounter at Kalyanpur area in the early hours of the day. Daya Shankar suffered a bullet injury on his left leg and was later admitted to a hospital. A country-made pistol was also recovered from him. Meanwhile, the Uttar Pradesh government today increased the reward on prime accused Vikas Dubey's head from 50,000 rupees to 1 lakh rupees. A reward for 25,000 rupees was also announced for all the 20 people who have been booked along with the main accused in the FIR. Raids are underway to nab the culprits. 
Inspector General of Kanpur Range Mohit Agarwal said, and I quote, Daya Shankar was named in the FIR and police had declared a reward of 25,000 rupees on his head. He is a close contact of Vikas Dubey and had also fired on the police party. Unquote. Daya Shankar told the cops that Dubey was tipped off to the raid on his compound by someone from the local police station. In addition, data recovered from Vikas Dubey's mobile phone listed the names of 20 police officers. There was evidence of constant contact with at least two cops, including one from Chobepur police station. The village of Bikru, where the encounter took place, lies in its jurisdiction. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. In this week's episode of TV Nuisance, Manisha looked at how TV News anchors got super excited about India banning 59 Chinese apps. She also talked about News Ki Dunya Ka most famous doctor getting away with his crass comments on the Sopor attack. Also, do not miss out on this week's edition of News Laundry's weekly newsletter, Stop Press. This week, Chitranshu spoke about the opacity in the layoffs in Indian media and how the lack of scrutiny and laws enable media owners to treat journalists like gig workers. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.